Welcome to the KHOW Podcast. You've joined a community who focuses on following the word, living the word, and doing the word. We hope you enjoy these messages. Let's turn our attention to the book of Colossians. It's good to see everyone. If I didn't say good evening, I do see Yvette. Good evening, Yvette. Anyone I miss, uh, good evening to you all. So the book of Colossians, chapter number one. We're just gonna we're gonna walk through these verses of scripture. Um, yeah, I really believe that the Holy Spirit is gonna speak directly to us tonight. Colossians chapter one. Don't know where I'm gonna stop. I know I'm gonna start at verse number one and just continue the read until I am told to pause. Is everyone there? Okay, Colossians chapter one. It says, Paul an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and Timothy, our brother, to God's holy people in Colossae, the faithful brothers and sisters in Christ. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus, of the love you have for all of God's people. Now, let me just pause there for a minute. It's clear that this is Paul writing and during this time, Paul is imprisoned in the, Roman, in the Roman church. So he's writing to a place, because if you go down to chapter number two, you realize that Paul may have never visited this place. But it says here, he says, he, we always thank God, this is verse number three, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, where we pray for you, verse number four, because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all of God's people. He was hearing about what the people were doing and responding as an apostle. Verse number five, the faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven and about which you have already heard, again, in the true message of the gospel that has come to you. In the same way, the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world, just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. How important is our hearing? How important, how much is is Paul emphasizing about what they've heard and trusting, again, how we talk about these gates, right? The eyes, the ears, the mouth, trusting the fact that what they heard, they are actually doing. And we're gonna put more on that. So let's, let's go down to verse number seven. You learned it from, Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is faithful minister of Christ on our behalf and who also told us of your love in the spirit. How important is it as a body of believers that when we come together, we're all on the same page for the simple fact that when we're not together, we all speak the same language. It's something about family. It's something about somebody recognizing where you come from, where, right? Regions have different, hoods have different, you know, everybody has a vocabulary, right? If you're from a certain part of the city, they speak a certain way. You're a certain part of the country, they speak a certain way. What I love about this is that Paul is confident in the ones who are already have set ground or have spoken to the people. He's trusting the fact because he's co-laborers with them He trusts the fact that he can respond to a people he never met because he trusts who was there. He trusts the report that came back. It's like you guys, as you you are about, if you were to come and say, if if Tanya was to come to me and say, Pastor Alex, I need you to meet this person because I need you to, 
I'm immediately trusting the information because we are in fellowship. I don't have to question. I wonder if Tanya, you know, the only time I question that is if she's outside of the realm of our family. But once people come into a place of agreement, how can you walk except we agree? If we agree on the fact that what we say to each other, how do we respond to one another and the word of God is our directive, we should always hear what one another have to, have to share. Because I should trust what it is that you come across. I should trust what you see. I should trust what you hear. And I think for a long time, we've been walking on this solo journey and it's difficult because the world is sitting back and watching. And here's the reality. If you ever want to know how people are responding, just check how you live. Because if you live, they'll learn. If you live this word, they'll learn the word. It's not so much what you're saying. I love what someone shared with me many, many years ago. They said, Alex, preach Christ. When necessary, use words. I heard that years and years ago. I remember someone saying that to me, and I said, wow, I heard that. But how powerful is that? That our actual walk is the message. The walk is absolutely the message. Let's go to verse 9. For, for this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. Think about how Paul is not just, spe he's speaking directly to their spirit, man. He's, he's encouraging. And this is what I love about Paul. Paul's mind was based on always thinking three powerful things. His ways of thinking was dominated by faith, hope and love. It's the way he moves. It's the way he, if we can grab a hold of faith, hope, and love, our ministry, when I tell you, we will have to set up appointments for how many people want to come into our presence. And it's so important to understand that. Remember, he's imprisoned. He is actually in a space where he is actually dealing with his own circumstances, own situation, and still still has the ability to write, still has the ability to encourage. Why? Because those who he entrusted are encouraging him. They're coming back with a good report. Have you ever, ever been around people and the only thing they got something to say to you about something negative? What's the latest thing over here? Who got shot here? Is the gossip over here? But who's coming and just sharing the good news? Paul had people around him that just wanted to share all the great things that God was doing. And that level of encouragement, isn't that our position? When you look at the world today, whether it's the political arena, whether it's the music arena, whatever arena we find ourselves in, we need to encourage because what we're seeing is very discouraging. And when people come to us, it's not the time to sit there and say, yeah, 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 mm -hmm, I understand. Oh, we in trouble. No, no. We are the child and the children of the most high God who controls everything that goes on at every moment of the day. And what he promises me is that a thousand shall fall on my right side, 10,000, but none shall come nigh thee. I'm not worried about an arena that he, he's telling me he's in control of. So all these things that have to come to pass, let it come to pass, but be careful of who you allow to speak into your gates. 
Be careful of all that negative. And, and I, it doesn't matter that they put the Christian label on themselves. That energy is draining us. You want to know we so tired? It ain't because what we're doing. It's what everybody else is doing and bringing it to our doorstep. And the weight of what we're bearing witness to is it, 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 it stops us from really being effective like Paul, really writing out the letters like Paul, encouraging people like Paul, moving like Paul. Why? That's maturity. Maturity always moves in the place where it's going to direct those immature to move in the right place, move in the right direction. This is why we, you know, we look at teachers, we consider them mature. We, we look at doctors, why? Maturity is just saying you have a better answer. You have a greater answer. You may have the right answer. That's maturity. And immaturity falls prey to what everybody else is doing. Why? Because if everybody else is doing the same thing, who has the answer to get them out? And so here we are, we're growing. God wants to grow this level of maturity in us. Why? Because there's a bunch of hands we need to hold. There's a bunch of people we need to just, and, and, and please understand, I'm not saying we have to stay with them. I'm saying some we just got to pull out the ditch and keep it pushing. You're out, whatever you do, don't fall back in there. And if they want to continue to walk with you, then they need to really pay close attention because what you have to do and what I have to do is protect God's greatest investment, and that's us. How many times have we minimized our walk in God because we wanted to be relevant to someone or we just want to be understanding to someone? But were they understanding to where we are? Were they understanding to our walk? Were they understanding to our position? And this is why if we, there's something we have to continuously do to protect what it is that God is doing in us. Verse number 11, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience. Maturity is always going to give the right instruction. Verse 12, and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. God just shared this with me earlier today. He says, Alex, an inheritance goes to the one who's in covenant and relationship. People who work, listen carefully, people who work for something, they earn a wage. There's a difference between earning, earning a wage and actually getting an inheritance, right? Because the, the inheritance has already placed you in position because you're part of family and covenant. That's not something you want. And if you want to know if that's the truth or not, in, the same, in, the, in this same amazing book, we understand that the wages of sin is death, right? The working of your sin leads you to death. But it says, but the gift, the inheritance of God is eternal life. He didn't say the work you did for God. He didn't say the wages of God. No, he said the wages of sin is death. But when you start dealing with your father and the one who you're in covenant with and the promises that he give, and, and please understand, go through that book of Colossians because what we were reading and we'll continue to read in Colossians 1 from 1 to 20 is talking about really the person and the work of Jesus Christ. When you get into verse 21 and moving on into chapter 2, it starts to talk about the hidden treasures of Christ. This word is absolutely amazing because it speaks. When you spend time with it, it actually speaks. And again, I know I say this often and, and, and it blows my mind how people get arrogant with this. It just, it blows my mind how people can just 
just grab this word and walk around with such ego as if they're doing all of this transformation or they're doing all this, all this building up. Of, no, how, how, how I am so grateful that he even allows me the opportunity to even speak what's so precious to him. Let's go. Uh, verse number 14. It says, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin. Verse 15, the son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him, all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him, all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead so that in everything he may have supremacy. For God, had, for God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. When I read this today, I, I, I was really just waiting I, I was, and those of us who get an opportunity to share, I was just waiting for more. I was waiting for something that God was going to give some deeper revelation. But I, I sat there and I said, wow, God, everything I just read is so much meat. It's so much life. There was nothing I can do but just take each part of what I was reading and pause. And the two things he kept sharing with me, he said, Alex, if you live it, they will learn it. If you stand before them, in honesty and in truth, they're watching. Please understand, they're watching. The problem is they have so many questions because it's been done hmm, so bad for so long that even when it's actually presented well or presented with more truth behind it, people have a hard time with it. This is why for those of us who are parents, you know, you have to constantly say the same thing to your children it's not because they're not listening, it's that they need to observe more, right? Scripture teaches us and observing all things. When we observe things, we have a better understanding about it. And this is why it's so important to know that your walk, your walk is going to be based on your knowledge of him. When you have a knowledge of a thing, you're confident about it, right? If someone told you to put something together, you've never done it before. The moment you put it together and they come back and say, can you put this other one together? You say, absolutely, because there's a confidence you have and the time spent in something you once didn't know. And what I love what Paul was doing as he was sharing with the people of Colossae that he was just letting them understand the importance of knowing everything you hear, make sure you put to practice. Make sure you're walking this thing out. Maturity is, is one who's consistently learning, consistently wanting to know, consistently building. Why? Because you want to get to a place where you can actually teach. Mature people love to teach. Mature people love to give instruction. Why? Because they're confident in what they know. But mature people understand that there's a cost to that level of maturity. Why? Because there's certain things you have to go through in order to become what people say, whether it's an instructor, whether it's a teacher, whether whatever it is that you do, you have to continuously stay in it so people can see your level of maturity in it. And as a body of believers, 
The fact that we are being watched in every moment of every day. And this is one of the things I, I've been sharing with those who are here, for those of us who are here, you know, and please understand, you know, this area of, of the small town called Shelbyville, Tennessee, my wife and I, we're really, really mindful of those of us who are believers. There's certain things you don't get a pass with with me because you've already heard, right? You don't get to do what people who haven't heard are doing. You don't get to do what people who are immature are doing. I don't care how much fun you think it is. If that's something you want to do, then do that, but don't call yourself this. It can't be where it's convenient. People with a mature mindset don't keep going back and doing childish things, right? Even though they have the ability, Evangelist Ty, why? Because when you put away childish things, you have the ability to retrieve it. I'm a guy, I'm a grown man. There's times I just love watching cartoons. I go back, watch Fred Flintstone, all that. I mean, I just, there's a moment where I just want to, but again, it's my moment. And I'm always careful with what I'm doing because the Bible says, make sure whatever you're doing, watch your surroundings because you got to shun it. And, and obviously there's, there's certain things in certain places because of the type of work I'm doing, there's certain things I can't go to. It's not because I don't want to. It's not because I don't want to be. It's because I got to be careful not to send a mixed message. I got to be careful not to allow someone because it's that same person who may have questions. And even though I can handle it, it doesn't mean they can. So the Bible says to shun the very appearance of evil. He didn't say it was it. He said the appearance of it. There are things that we have to be careful with because people already have a bunch of questions about it. And if not careful, we tell them it's all right when it's actually not all right for them. It can cause a bunch of confusion. And I think a lot of times because we look around and say, it's no big deal, it's no big deal until it becomes a big deal. And then when it's a big deal, the Bible says, you can't shun back your answers because maturity says, what's that question? I have an answer for that. And a lot of times we find ourselves doing things that we really don't have an answer for. I would suggest don't do it. Because if you don't have an answer for it, that means you're too immature to do it. Think about that. If you don't have an answer for the things you're into and things you're doing, that means you're too immature because you actually don't know what you're doing. Because people who know what they're doing are mature enough to tell you what they're doing and give you an answer for it. That's Bible. So when people say, I, I, don't, I, can't, I can't, no, no, no. The Bible says for those of us who are in the faith, when people ask you a question, you are to respond with an answer. Because maturity says, I know what I'm doing. Maturity says, I know what this is. Maturity, now, if you're not mature, just leave it alone. Get a knowledge of a thing. This is what Paul was saying. Paul was sharing with them, get the knowledge of it. If you don't fully understand, I, I hear what you guys are doing. And I feel that you're growing. And by the way, God is watching you. He's seeing your level of growth. And guess what? He wants you to grow even more. Continue in the knowledge and the wisdom of God. Nothing he's going to withhold from you. And then what happens, you start to see people watch and people have a bunch of questions about some things. And after a while, because you're living it, they want to learn it. And then you put them in your arena. And I tell this to people all the time. This is the running joke in, in our home with my wife and I. And, you know, for those of us who know, my wife and I always have people in and out of the house, always. But when I tell you, I don't know how many times we have heard, I never talked to nobody like this. I've never said this before. I've never, the reason is 
is because once you come into my home court, I feel like it's Wonder Woman's lasso. Like you got to say all the truth. You, you know what I mean? Because the atmosphere and the, and the space we provide gives you the sense of peace to feel like I can trust what's in this room. I can trust, but if they see you with gossip for A, B, and C, they're not coming to you because you're just as good as the company you keep. And I know sometimes we're in, in certain environments and certain places where ju we're just around certain people, but you gotta be careful just because you're around them, you don't have to get down like they get down. You don't have to move like they move. There's something peculiar about our walk. There's something different about the way we talk. There's something different, why? We're coming out, we're separating ourselves for the sake of his gospel. And this is why there's certain things, you know, and, and it's hurting my heart. If I hear one more time, another pastor just crushing a, another pastor, it, it's, so, it's so hard to watch. Like, don't we have enough going on than to be beating down another man of faith, a woman of faith? Why can't we just pray? I'm not saying we have to agree, but at the same time, I don't want to bash you. You calling on his name? Didn't those disciples ask the same thing about Jesus? And they were like, Jesus, why is all this going on? He's like, that means y'all not mature to see what's happening. You're not mature enough to know that this woman who's at my feet, they're going to talk about her all the days of her life. And you're sitting there worried about how much money she spent? Like how, you know, like how immature are you? There's so much we don't get to grasp because we're so quick to pass judgment on what's immature. Guess what? The moment you did that, you just became immature. The moment you start to move and respond like immature people, you immediately are part of that. Now, if you have an answer for a thing, that's, that's something totally different. But guess what? Even in your answer, just like Paul, you got to come with faith, hope, and love. I like to call it a sandwich. You get the bread out, you start off by telling them everything they need to hear. Then you put that meat in there. And the meat is the truth. You do this. This is what's going to happen. And then you close it with another piece of bread. That's called love. That's the sandwich. So that when they eat it, they understand the fulfillment of what it is that you're trying to get them to get or try to get them to understand. But we're so quick to bash. We're so quick to say what's wrong. We're so quick to say how they're going to hell. and All these things, we have all these answers for something and we don't realize that the moment we're doing that, God is watching us and said, what hell are you talking about? What heaven are you talking about? As a matter of fact, where's your level of sensitivity to allow them to understand? Can you just even share with them heaven? Let me ask you a question. What you know about heaven? Since you got all the answers, you talk to me about what you, what you feel you know about something. And this is why there's so much that I will watch at times and I'll look and when I see, when I see my Christian brothers and sisters getting frustrated, that's a sign of immaturity. Because the moment somebody has the power to take you out, that means you will never end. Uh, or you would kind of just stand by the door you know, so, so far being, so close to being out that all they had to do was give you a nudge. I'm not saying things don't happen with it, but you got, you got to come real hard at Alex Pinella if you think I'm coming all the way out with you. Because in order to take me there, wow, you have to be someone who really invested in my life. There's one person that can take me there immediately. And that's my wife. Because no one knows me like she knows me. So there's certain things that she can say that can trigger something immediately. But even with that, God is saying, 
So um, she got you, huh? She got you more than me, huh? I love her with everything in my heart, but she doesn't even come before God. Because when I stand before him, she's not going to be to my right or my left. And I've been sharing this and I've been sharing this often. I need us to please pay attention to life here on earth. How are we living our lives here on earth? How are we witnessing on earth? How are we moving on earth? Because I really believe that God is going to ask us, how was your time down there? And when we come with all our frustrations, where he said, and he sits there, he said, oh, by the way, I, I opened up three doors for an out for you and you decided to stay. Oh, by the way, I, I sent this person, I did this, I created this, I created that. And you will, and you will be reminded, and he will see that you chose to ignore him and to do what you felt. And this is why it's so important to get in the word of God so we can get past some feelings, right? We got to get past the layers of feelings we go through. Why? Because a lot of us have been hurt by people we still have to see. A lot of us have been disappointed by people we still got to let in our house. A lot of us have been frustrated and been called out some things from people we still got to look at, hug, and love on. And God is saying, they're not doing it to you. They're doing it to me. Please know, give them the grace. Please know, give them, because I'm maturing you. I'm maturing you. This is not an easy walk. Please understand, this is for champions. This is for his children who understand that in him I live, move, and have my being. And there is no secret to what God will do. I promise you, he rewards every little detail of our sacrifice. Mm, let me say that again. He rewards every single detail of our sacrifice. Why? Because he's setting us up for an inheritance, right? He, he wants to know, who can I sign off? I've, I've looked, and a lot of times it's not the, the son or the daughter that gets it. Sometimes it's the nephew. Mm. Sometimes, and guess what? If they're not even faithful, sometimes the inheritance goes to the cat. Oh, gosh. Think about that. Think about that. How many have forfeited the inheritance for the sake of just wanting to, to, to just do whatever it is they want to do. And this walk with him, he doesn't like to share. God says, I share my glory with no one. No one is above me. I'm a jealous, and I know people get this confused because, oh, how can he be a jealous God? He's the creator of all things. And this is why he takes good pleasure in taking care of us. This is why I love my life so much because I know how disqualified I am to do all the things that I do, but I know he qualified me. So even if someone says, Alex, I love you. Thank you for your services. You are no longer welcome. I will say thank you so much for this opportunity. I pray God continues to build your business, but trust and believe I'm going to be just fine because my hope is not in you. My living is not in you. And whatever God has done here, I promise you he will continue to build. Why? Because as long as I think about growing in him, as long as my mind is stayed on him, this will pulse. My mind is stayed on him. That means my level of maturity is going to keep growing. And I need that to happen because he's introducing me to some new people with some bigger vocabulary. And I need to know what they're saying to me. Uh, see, immaturity keeps you studying. Uh, maturity. See, when you're mature, you want to know. Why? Because you want to be, you, you're never satisfied with where you are. Mature, you want to keep growing. 
You want to keep building. You Why? Because the more you realize how much you're growing, the more the student body grows, right? It's one thing to be the teacher. It's another thing where you're making the, be the president or, or, or the principal and then you're superintendent. And, you know, it's like it never stops because it's something about the truth of God that allows you to say, where are they? I want to share with them. I want to talk to them. As we continue to move as a body, as a fellowship, pay attention. Please pay attention to the pain and the hurt that's coming out of the local assemblies. Please pay attention to the fighting that's taking place amongst each other. We're, we're fighting each other now. There, there's no involvement. I mean, the enemy after a while, is, it, it, it's, it's almost like, you know, the, the theory of Lynch when, when he said, we're working too hard to, to master these slaves. Let them go at each other. We don't have to even sweat anymore. We don't have to, we don't have to do anything. And I'm watching how the world is coming and, and, and literally watching the, 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 the bride of Christ fight with each other because of theology, because of everything, this system. Why are we so involved in the world system? Why are we so involved with all of these things and these laws and all that? And now all of a sudden we bring them in the pulpit, we let them say it there, and before you know it, this person is doing this. Don't we have enough going on in our own lives? Don't we have enough going on in our fellowship to say, how do we master this? How do we take this to all four corners of the world? That's, that's my brain. My brain is like, how do we just keep growing and exploding this thing all over the place so that people who, who never really had an opportunity to share Christ, I don't care what they have in their hand. I don't care what that, at the end of the day, if I keep living it, they're going to want to learn it. Who doesn't want the peace? Who doesn't want the joy? Who doesn't want hope? Who doesn't want hope? I feel for people who like have nothing, have no hope, no hope. In God. Like you're just living your life here until it's time to go. That's it. No, there's a, there's a hope, there's an excitement here, and there's an excitement in a place I have no idea about, but I know it exists. Maturity, maturity for you and I, maturity for those who need our involvement. They need us to assist them. They need us. This is the word of Paul through our amazing father in heaven. The words of Paul to us from our amazing father in heaven. Any questions, comments, or concerns? Thank you for joining us for another episode of the KHOW podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email us at khowworshipla at gmail.com. That's K-H-O-W-O-R-S-H-I-P-L-A at gmail.com.